Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. Let's get started with uh, a word of prayer for such a time as this. Oh, Lord, please hear our prayers. I know we sound like the children with huge Christmas lists of once. Let me try to shorten the list. Thank you for all things, all blessings we know come from you. My requests here today, and I do not mean them lightly, but I ask sincerely with all expectation that you will answer us positively. And I pray that the word, the words to your answers, will make us a stronger people. Keep our president safe. Guide and guard him. Bless my sponsors and my listeners. May the blessings be, may they be blessings to one another. Thank you for Rudy, who works diligently every day here helping me to serve you. Thank you for my producers at Zimmer Radio Network. That you, thank you for all my affiliates, those stations across this great nation. I ask that you increase our coverage. Help us to glorify you in that way by reaching more of your people. Show me the way, lead me to those additional sponsors and advertisers. We are a lost people on most days. We sink in the water because we took our eyes off of you. For such a time as this, may we, the people, your people, keep our eyes open and focused on you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I just was told earlier by Rudy, he's always telling me things, (laughs) sometimes I listen, that today is Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, also known as LEAD, L-E-A-D. So, buy a cup of coffee for your law enforcement or your sheriff or your city policeman or highway patrolman. Buy a cup of coffee for one of them and give them a, a handshake. Let them know you appreciate them. They are very unappreciative, and I know that they have some bad actors in their, in their workforce just like we do. But the majority of them put their lives on the line. They walk away from their families every day to help a situation or to keep a nation safe, a people safe. So tell them thank you. Now, I'm going to share with you an article today that I found very revealing. I have said many times that I believe and I fear that the spirit of independence has left us as a people. That we are now a spoiled people and we aren't too worried about being independent. We want our way. 
but we don't actually want our way our way. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> Rudy's laughing at me. We don't necessarily want to be the ones that get our way. We want somebody else to hand it to us. Have you ever read the book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie by Laura Numeroff? If you haven't, you should. Have you read the children's book, A Fish Out of Water by Helen Marion Palmer? One of the quotes in there, they buy a fish at the fish store and Mr. Carp says, he cautions the young boy, to feed the fish, not to feed the fish too much. When you feed a fish, never feed him a lot. So much and no more. Just so much and no more. Both books deal with overdoing it. One thing leads to another. More is not always best. If you feed a mouse a cookie, he's going to want a glass of milk. And it goes on and on and on and on. And the little boy doesn't heed the uh, the man's advice, and he does overfeed the fish, and you get to see what happens when he overfeeds the fish. Well, the article I'm going to share with you today, I think, is very timely. Maybe it's even appropriate on lead day, Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, because my title for today's show is who is the bad guy? Who are the bad actors? Can you see? Do we hear? Are we able to discern the truth amongst all the lies and the deceptions? Sometimes it's very hard to do. And the article that I have is written by, um, let me find his name here, Anthony Esolen, E-S-O-L-E-N. And he titles it, The Inertial States of America. Not the united, the inertial. And he forwards it like this. And then I'm going to look at some articles. And then we're going to look at this uh, this article. And we're going to look at news. And then we're going to look at this opinion article, okay? He starts out like this. Nothing unites us now. Not religious faith. Not cultural memories. Not a common understanding of virtue, not the natural goodness of manhood or womanhood, not children, not the elderly, nothing. We do not seek the naked bedrock of character and capacity because they are judgments against us. I read that. This is just kind of, it's actually a a paragraph within the article. And I thought, wow, does that not speak volumes? We do not seek the naked bedrock of character and capacity because they are judgments against us. You know, when we ask for God's blessings, when we ask for God to show us the way, are we going to be willing to walk the path that he gives us? You know, the path could be bumpy. It could be filled with things that we don't want. We might get spanked along the way. Are we willing to face that? Several things in the news today. It's why I wanted to uh, title the show, Who's the Bad Guy? All we're hearing about 
this situation in Iran and Iraq is all negative toward the president. Well, unless you listen to the Republicans, then it's positive. Some of the Republicans. Some of those who are not so hep on Trump, they're the opposite. I personally don't know. I don't want to see us into another war. I have seen too many wars in my short lifetime. But I also don't have the information that the president and the leaders have in their hands. Now, they talk about Obama and making the red line and then not following up on it. And I was one of those, don't you dare follow up on that red line. Don't you dare cause us to get into another war. I was there telling him not to do it. Don't do it. Just because you said it doesn't mean you got to do it. And they always say, you know, as a parent, you shouldn't make idle threats. Don't tell a child you're going to do something and then not do it. We've done way too much of that. But at the same time, who is the bad guy? Well, we could fuss at all the presidents that we want. But Congress is the one that is the balance and check. They don't do it necessarily constitutionally, and they sometimes they just don't do it at all. Inertial states of America. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio, and we will be right back. Founding fathers knew that the heartland would be coveted by those who want the land and its resources or hated by those who simply do not understand its value. It is that simple. And yet today, the humble folks in the heartland are losing jobs and feeling the pressures from an out-of-control bureaucracy as well as outsiders with agendas. From the heartlands of America come our food, manufacturing, and our energy. CSC Talk Radio is a voice crying from the heartland and standing up for rural America. And so is Power the Future. Power the Future is a unique foundation established to be the voice for rural American energy jobs. Daniel Turner is a strong advocate pushing against those who would like to punish rural folks and take their jobs for the sake of climate change or the land and its wealth. I'm proud to be a part of Power the Future and bring Daniel Turner here to you. Our future depends on it. Let's power the future as we bring America home to common sense jobs and give our rural families a voice. Visit PowerTheFuture.us. PowerTheFuture.us is the way to bring America home. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot heart, set your table with Liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes, our American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 
1910 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message. Liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. For centuries, those who raise, breed, and work with animals have been revered and lauded for what they do. Today, across America, the rights to own and raise animals are under attack by animal rights activists and their increased influence on government and non-government agencies. This onslaught regularly violates protection from legal search and seizure and a citizen's right to due process of the law, all of which are outlined specifically in the U.S. Constitution. Protect your animals, your animal enterprise, and your property from this abuse of power with a membership to the Cavalry Group. Membership provides immediate access to their team to protect law-abiding animal owners and animal enterprise against unwarranted search and seizure and false claims. They also work to protect the members' interests legislatively at the local, state, and federal levels. Get the shield that protects you, your animals, and your property. Join the Cavalry Group today. Call 855-748-4210 or go to their website at thecavalrygroup.com. I don't know what your opinion is on on this uh, the killing of Soleimani or the, them fighting back and sending missiles into Iraq at the U.S. Or if you hate or love or have no feelings at all for President Donald Trump. Now, I was never a Trump guy, gal, whatever. You know, he was just some rich playboy that I didn't pay much attention to. He was kind of arrogant and loud. I think he's been a good leader. But time will tell, will it not? But today, just before I went on the air, I got this article. I haven't really had time to study it. It's not very long, and it's I think the title says it all. Somebody doesn't like President Donald Trump in the home country of Melania. And they put some kind of a effigy of Trump and burned it. <clears throat> no respect. Who's the bad guy? Who's the bad guy? You know, if you ever watch the, the night in the uh, museum where they get in a fight with uh, the monkey and Theodore Roosevelt says, who's the adult? Who's the adult? Omar yesterday, Two-Face, at least, maybe three, she stands there as if she's in mourning for what has happened. And I can understand that. If you don't like war, I can understand that. And she claims to have PTSD feelings over this attack on Soleimani and the Iran attacking back in Iraq. Well, that ended up a, a, a thing on Twitter. But later they showed her and her freshman girlfriends while someone else was being interviewed. And they were back behind there giggling and laughing. So who's the bad guy and how serious is this? Then I have an article here that came first thing this morning. 
I don't even know who this woman is. <laughs> it must be some kind of pop star. Cardi B. C-A-R-D-I, Cardi B. She's upset with Trump for what he has done, and all he does is is cause conflict and division. So she says she wants to apply for citizenship in Nigeria. What's holding you back? What's stopping you? So then I, I asked Rudy, I said, go find out who all it was that said they were leaving the United States if, if Donald Trump got elected president. So here they are. My act will change because I will need to learn to speak Spanish because I will move to Spain or somewhere. <laughs> that tells you how serious she is. You know, it's got like a little kid who's mad at the parents because he got spanked or whooped and I'm going to run away. So they throw everything in a pillow slip and they take off down the street till they get hungry. Anyway, that was Amy Schumer. I did buy a house in another country just in case. So she has money to buy more than one house, and that's Chelsea Handler. How sweet to have <laughs> options like that. She has options. <laughs> she was going to leave the country. Brian Cranston, I have no clue who that is. He was going to leave the country. We all know who Cher is. And she said, if he were to be elected, I'm moving to Jupiter. I think she moved there a long time ago. I think she actually bought some beachfront property there. In Jupiter? She might have. (laughs) Uh, She might have. John Stewart says he's getting a rocket and going to another planet. Because clearly this planet's gone bonkers. Samuel L. Jackson, he uses some very colorful words. Now, I love him as an actor. He's a good actor. But he's not real bright. He's moving his black behind, he says, to South Africa. I don't think he did, though. No, I don't think any of these people did. Miley Cyrus, she uh, used some colorful language, too, because she's such a young lady. And she was going to move. Adelina Dunham was going to move to Vancouver. Whoopi Goldberg was going to move. Raven Seabong, she was going to move to Canada. If any Republican gets nominated. Not just Trump, any Republican. Neo was going to go to Canada. I'm trying to think who Neo is. He's a rapper. Rapper? He and Snoop Dogg could be neighbors. Oh, Okay. Al Sharpton, Reverend Al Sharpton was going to move, but he didn't. Oh, please. (laughs) Comedian George Lopez, he didn't move either. And Keegan Michael Key to Canada didn't move. They're all still here. And I doubt that this young woman goes to Nigeria, becomes a citizen. She didn't say she's going to go there. She's just going to become a citizen, file for citizenship there. It's kind of a rough place to live, my understanding, on Nigeria. That's not even a very good backup plan, I don't think. I don't think that's a good backup plan at all. Maybe that's how bad she thinks it is here. Nancy Pelosi's in trouble. I'm just going to tell you what's going on here. So I want you to think, who's the bad guy here? We have these actors and these celebrities that are always telling us how to live, and not a one of them has their act together. Okay, that was generalizing. There may be one of them. I don't think any of those I named were. Nancy Pelosi. 
It was urgent. We have to impeach the president now because he is an existential threat. And now we sit on it. And even her own people are starting to get a little impatient with her. They're playing politics with the American people. It isn't Trump they hate. It's you that elected him. So she's in trouble. And the terrorists, it says, this article says that uh, they're in fear of U.S. because of the intelligence that we had, that we were able to track Soleimani. And so they're fleeing. They're heading to the high ground like a turtle during the floods. And it says in this article, we all remember Fast and Furious. The gunman who killed the U.S. Border Patrol agent is sentenced to life in prison. Who was the bad guy in that? The ones that called for that, the ones that set that up, nothing will happen to. Nothing's going to happen to Holder or President Barack Obama or anybody else that was in on that. Nothing. But the guy who actually did the killing, he's going to go to jail, even though the gun he got was from us. Tucker Carlson, he's been very against any kind of conflicts and war, and I agree with him. We all lived through this Vietnam War. I did. I say we all. You know, we keep talking about freeing other people to making sure that they have a democracy. We don't say, let's make sure they have a republic. But when America decided to be independent, some other large nation, which by then was the one we were fighting, did not come in and say, let us free you, let us help you. It's not up to the United States to free these other people. It's up to them. If they want to be free, if they want peace, freedom and liberty, it's up to them. It's not up to the blood of our young men and women. It's up to them. Right now we have a war of sorts going on in this nation. And when we come back, we're going to head into another break here shortly. I'm going to share with you this article because I think he is right on. He starts out the article with, <laughs> which I thought was was really comical, if you'd ever see my desk, and if you ever saw, saw Derry Brownfield. In fact, that's how I got hired with Derry Brownfield, was to clear his desk. Clear my desk, I'll give you two weeks vacation. Paid starting the job I cleared his desk but I didn't get that two weeks I got a week a day here a day there a day here a day there he couldn't do without me for two weeks so I never got two weeks off in a row but he starts out he says I often file things that I read in my growing collection of a hundred year old magazines (laughs) in bound volumes six months apiece 1,000 large pages in small font under the category Different World. Such is an article with the Century Magazine, January 1900, called Fellow Feeling as a Political Factor. 
he quotes somebody that you're going to remember. Well, not personally remember, but in history. But the things that he says here, not just him, but the one he's quoting, Theodore Roosevelt. I hope it moves you. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We will be right back. We're on Facebook Live with the radio show, and we've got comments over here. And we have a listener from Canada himself, and we hear from him every once in a while. He sends a little donation into us. We appreciate that so much. He says, please don't send them to Canada. <laughs> he said, Nigeria is much better. Please don't send them to Canada. Well, we're not sending them anyway. But we are encouraging them to leave if that's what they want. Quit sitting here and fussing. Get up and do something. Well, we have the Iowa caucus coming up in February, the third, actually, day after Groundhog's Day. So we're just 25 days out from that. The New Hampshire primary is just 33 days away. That'll be February 11th. Super Tuesday is March the 3rd. That's only 54 days out. And a huge, huge, huge election for president and senators and representatives is in November, and we are 298 days from that. So this gentleman, uh, again, his name is uh, Anthony Ethelin. He read an article that came from back in January of 1900 titled, Fellow Feeling as a Political Factor. So let me share this. He goes, its author knew a lot about political warfare. Wow. Political warfare. I can see where that would catch his attention today. Having long fought the machines in his native New York, those who worked the levers of the machines were about to try to ruin him by promotion. Pushing in that summer's Republican convention for his nomination as candidate for vice president. But things did not work out as they had planned. President McKinley was shot to death in 1901. And their worst nightmare, Theodore Roosevelt, rose to the highest office in the land. And he was determined, with his boundless energy, to put its powers to use. Neither our national nor our logic civic life, he says, can be what it should be unless it is marked by the fellow feeling, the mutual kindness, kindliness, the mutual respect, the sense of common duties and common interests which arise when men take the trouble to understand one another and to associate together for common object. Now think about that. Go to pause here a second. Take the time and the trouble to understand one another. Do we do that today? You know, Foster Freeze has said, find a common ground with these people. Find one thing you can agree on. But we don't take the time to do that. 
There has to be something. He goes on. The objects he had in mind were not abstract. They were things like building the new Croton Dam to bring probable I'm sorry, potable water to the largest city in the world, or storming San Juan Hill in the Spanish-American War, or mapping glaciers from John Muir in Alaska, or driving herds of cattle from the prairies to the stockyards in Chicago. In other words, they were the kinds of things men in large numbers no longer do. Roosevelt had the bluff manliness that sat well with men who worked hard, spoke their minds, and frankly kept themselves clean, and sought out the zest of difficulty or danger. Such men formed an aristocracy without distinction or income, creed, race, or class. When he explains what he means by fellow feeling, he turns to his own varied experiences as a young man, fresh from Harvard, traveling west. And this is from Theodore Roosevelt. Outside of college boys and politicians, my first intimate associates were ranchmen, cowpunchers, and game hunters. And I speedily became convinced that there were no other men in the country who were their equals. Then I was thrown with much then I was thrown much with farmers, and I made up my mind that it was the farmer upon whom the foundation of the Commonwealth really rested. Then I saw a good deal of railroad men, and I grew to feel that, especially in their higher ranks, that typified the very qualifies the qualities of courage. Self-reliance, self-command, hardihood, capacity for work, power of initiative, and power of obedience, which we like most to associate with the American name. Think about those qualities, those characteristics that Theodore Roosevelt was talking about there. So he goes on. His point is well taken. It's good for a cowpuncher's son to go to Harvard. It may be better for the Harvard Sion to go out west among cowpunchers. And not just for the rich boy, but for the nation. That we might be one in truth rather than just one paper. And the rich boy will learn a great deal in the bargain. Think about that. What if this, this young girl, this young pop star that wants to become a citizen of Nigeria, what if she went out to go punch some cows or farm a little bit? What if she had to get her hands or fingernails dirty? Would she have a better, or anybody in Hollywood, would they have a better understanding of the basket of deplorables in rural America? There is no patent device, Roosevelt said, for bringing about good government, no jiggering of the electorate will do it, no legislative machinery will do it, wise laws will help, but foolish laws will hurt, but the betterment must come through the slow workings of the same forces which have always tended for righteousness and always will. That is the progressive Roosevelt you are hearing. 
who today sounds as if he were a member of the John Birch Society, if we are not righteous. And Roosevelt implies that the moral law is what it has always been. Then any unity we boast will be fragile or factitious. If we are not righteous, then any unity we boast will be fragile or factitious. Our Constitution is made for a moral and righteous people, religious people. Why isn't it working today? Think about that. Okay, back to his article. Where is now our righteousness? Hollywood has always <laughs> Hollywood has always part in the shade was always part in the shade, excuse me. It is now pitch dark. Our schools make up in soul-smothering routine and inhuman, inhumanity what they lack in knowledge. And the morals are worse still. We have reversed the wisdom of Solomon. When I read this, I gasped and nearly cried. We have reversed the wisdom of Solomon and now saw children in half to satisfy the feelings of their irresponsible parents. Think about that. How many lives do we destroy? The young woman got up on stage when she accepted her award. Had I not aborted my baby, I wouldn't have been here. I'm so thankful I have that right to solve my baby in half. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We will be correct. Would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. You've all helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. 
You can get deep discounts on MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. I use MyPillow and so does my husband. We sleep better and wake more refreshed, ready to conquer a new day. You can get deep discounts on MyPillow, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, Mike is bringing back the BOGO offer for the MyPillows. That's right. Buy one MyPillow and get another one absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free. Enter promo code BETHANN. Call 1-800-978-6168 for these great radio specials. Melody Cedarstrom and CSC Talk Radio team up as Common Sense Voices of Integrity. I personally endorse Melody Cedarstrom to be your trusted go-to expert for all your precious metal needs. Experts agree a financial crisis and even collapse is inevitable. Given our government's lack of economic leadership and self-interest of those in power, it's no longer a question of if you should purchase gold and silver, but if you will purchase gold and silver before it's too late. Melody encourages you to tune in each weekday morning. Visit CSC talkradio.com. We both agree truth and education are the two significant factors in both our missions. There is a wealth of misinformation out there. Let Melody and Bethann help you sort through the chaos and bring you home to the truths that will ensure that you and your family are protected. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading, 1-800-375-4188 or online at dgscoins.com. Melody and Bethann are strong forces together working to preserve liberty and bring America home. What if things were made in America again? We all complain about our products, even our food, coming from foreign lands and foreign laborers. But do we really understand? James Stewart didn't understand, so he dug in, and wow, he kept digging in. It all started with a light bulb. It held the label GE, but it read Made in China. Jim has done the research. Now you can have the answers in detail. Consumers can rebuild the middle class by buying things made in American communities. Find out why free trade resulted and 6 million lost manufacturing jobs and lower wages for most Americans. While free trade brought cheaper goods, we also had less money to purchase goods. That giant sucking sound sucked the life right out of American manufacturing. Order Jim's book today. What if things were made in America again? Send $24.95 to CSE Talk Radio, Post Office Box 73, California, Missouri, 65018. Let's build it in America, buy it in America, and bring America home. I'm going to finish this article. It's called The Inertial States of America instead of the United States of America. And he's going back in this article, he has gone back to the 1900 article and um, comparing it to what's happened today as we went into the break I read it and I read it twice I'm going to read it again as we continue he said we have reversed the wisdom of Solomon I don't know how many of you read your scriptures or know that the wisdom of Solomon the story was one woman's child had died And she was trying to claim the child of the second woman. Both claiming this to be their baby. 
Solomon in his wisdom knew the one who loved this child would give it up to save it. And he said, we will cut the child in two and share it. And the real mother burst out, no, no, let her have my child. But now we reverse that wisdom of Solomon and we are willing to saw our children in half to satisfy the feelings of irresponsibility of our parents, of the parents. What happens, though, he goes on, when men come together, as Roosevelt suggests, here the boy is father to the man, as Teddy always would believe, so he praises the public school not mainly for the uniformity of, constru- of instruction, but for what happens to in the schoolyard outside. Now, think about what's going on today, and we, we've raised, we don't want to see children fight, but children fight. Boys fight. Oh, my goodness, do they fight. I raised five of them. They even still poke one another on occasion. <laughs> Roosevelt says, When in their earliest and most impressionable years, Protestants, Catholics, and Jews go to the same schools, learn the same lessons, play the same games, and are forced in the rough and ready democracy of boy life to take each at this truth worth, at his truth worth. It is impossible later to make the disciples of one creed persecute those of another. When they play together, they come to know each other. They don't care about who's the Protestant, who's the Catholic, and who's Jewish, or who's black, or who's white, or who's purple, or pink, or red, or yellow. The rough and ready democracy of life, of boy life, he says, that is gone. There is no boy life. We make sure of that, and our polity suffers for it. And I put on there, Amen. Athenian democracy depended upon the gymnasium, which functioned as school and athletic arena and military training ground. When you are stripped for the arena, you can't tell rich man from poor, but you can tell the strong from the weak and the brave from the timid. The boy who stands up for his rights, or, better still, for the rights of a smaller boy against a bully, wins the esteem of his fellows. And if he had in Teddy's time to win it with his fists, so much the better. Nowadays, a boy of no special intelligence or athletic prowess will hardly ever be in the company of a large group of boys doing something interesting or risky. He will not be noticed at all, unless perchance he begins to put on lipstick and a skirt. Then we throw him a party. But the boys' democracy is or should be a foreshadowing of the grown man's democracy to come. A man, says Roosevelt, who has the good luck to be compelled to work alongside masses of men in a condition 
where caste or class does not apply, it will see true democracy in action. Every mining camp, he says, every volunteer regiment proves it. The goal assumes pride of place, and the men subordinate all other considerations to its attainment. They choose as leaders those who will get the job done. That's what I said. I thought this was appropriate for Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. The sheepdogs out there watching over the sheep. They associate with other men of like mind. The intensity of their interest in the work. Roosevelt uses the word with its powerful sense of having a mighty and personal stake in something causes them to disregard and indeed to forget the creed or race origin, social standing or class occupation of the man beside them, friend or foe. They get down to the naked bedrock of character and capacity. Oh, that we would be a people like that again. Can we? Can we be a people that doesn't see color? Can we be a people that respects morality, religion, even if it's not the same as yours? Can we be a people who truly understand freedom of speech? He ends this saying, As I said, it was a different world. Nothing unites us now. Not religious faith. Not cultural memory. Not a common understanding of virtue. Not the natural goodness of manhood or womanhood. Not children. Not the elderly. Nothing. We do not seek the naked bedrock of character and capacity because they are judgments against us. Ouch. Kind of like when the preacher steps on your toes on Sunday morning. There's not enough people getting their toes stepped on. He finishes, We are the inertial states of America, and I wish it were not so. I believe there is hope. And the hope today that we had in our in our uh, devotional this morning says, Hope in Jesus, because He is making the dreams He has given me into reality. We've heard that. I have a dream. We've heard that. And we know that God is in us. He is with us. Will we allow him to lead us? Because he is the great shepherd. We have some sheepdogs that are walking with him, keeping us safe. But who are we? Why did we give up on morality? Was it too painful? Or were we too selfish? It's time that we give that up and bring America home. Oh.